Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm. Episode number 462. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Benack. Today, we're doing Chapter 7 of the SEO Learning Series. The topic is Results Accelerator. Now, we talked a bit about monthly maintenance, but what do you do to accelerate results on a monthly basis? It is a bit of a different mindset. There's going to be some repetition from prior chapters, but you're going to find uh, some really good nuggets to take away here. But first, how are you doing, Scott? As always, I'm doing great. And if I wasn't, I probably would still say I'm doing great. <laughs> or you wouldn't be here. Or I wouldn't be here at all. You'd just be up this duck. You'd be looking at this blank wall behind me. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? I'll just, one day I'll do that. I'll, the mic will be here and I just won't be. Yeah. I'll just put a sign there. Uh, yeah. Away. <laughs> if you ever do a solo show, we definitely should do that. We totally should. I'll just oh hang it out of office on the on the mic. That is going to happen. Okay, so let's start with organic SEO. Improving upon prior month's results through on-page and site-wide optimization. Why don't you jump in here, Scott? This is what you do on a regular basis. Yeah, totally. So the, the monthly work that we do, and, and any SEO really does is based on a lot of results you get from tools and a lot of feedback from tools. There's, I don't know, you know, when we first started, you could basically manage an SEO campaign with just your manpower without tools um, and maybe a little bit of Zenu link sleuth, if anyone knows what I'm talking about there. Oh, but, but it was all just manual, and that's definitely changed a lot in the past 20 years. Um, and we've talked a lot about tools, but I'll quickly go over them. You know, Google Search Console, SEMrush, and Screaming Frog are kind of the main three that we use. And so a lot of our choices are, uh, our, our changes are based on things that these tools tell us. Also Google Analytics, um, you know, your, your site traffic patterns, your ranking fluctuations, 
um, any sort of news coming from Google, whether it be algorithmic updates or, um, you know, over the years, a lot of things have happened, things like having a mobile friendly site and your site speed and core web vitals and 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 schema markup and all kinds of things that have come into play over the years. We look for changes like that. And when things like that happen, we not necessarily immediately, but over time, we integrate those into the SEO strategies and make sure that those changes are, are incorporated where we see that it needs to be done. So. Um, and when you're looking for those tools and you're, you're scanning your site and the results and trying to decide what to make, what do you actually change on the site? Well, one of the first places I like to look at is any kind of error correction because errors can kill your rankings in a hurry, whether that be, you know, server errors, crawl errors, issues with your links. Um, I've talked about this many times before. There could be issues with your robots.txt that are blocking things that it somehow happens on its own. <laughs> Usually it's a uh, content management system updates that, that, just sort of break things. So if you've had done updates on that sort of thing, make sure those are fixed. Um, not for everybody, but for a lot of our clients, we'll work on making sure all the modules, plugins, that sort of thing in WordPress or wherever. Uh, make sure those are updated because those can have an impact. Um, so that's sort of the starting point. Make sure anything really potentially bad is fixed. If there is anything, you won't always find stuff. Um, other things include... Uh, you know, improving text links, uh, content improvements. If we see issues with content, again, with some clients, we just make changes. In other cases, we recommend to the client that certain things need to be changed. Maybe some thin pages that should actually rank for a certain term but don't have much content. We'll advise them that, hey, you know, this page X, really you need a couple more paragraphs or you need a chart or you need some whatever the case may be, trying to improve rankings for certain pages. Uh, content creation, which is often a lot of nagging to clients saying, hey, 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 come on, we need more content here. Can you do this for us um, or pay us to do it? You know, either way is great. But, uh, you know, content creation is so important and so many people don't do it. And when they do it, it's awesome. It really helps. It makes a huge difference. So, you know, create content at a pace equal to or greater than your competition. If your content is creating a, a highly authoritative piece once a month, that's really you know, amazing, do the same, do at least one, maybe two a month, um, and then have your lower quality, still quality, but lesser so blog posts, maybe weekly or, you know, depending on your business, maybe even daily, it, it, it all kind of depends. Um, but keep it to pace with your competition and, and keep that content rolling because it gives us something to work with. It gives us a place to add some internal links, content to manipulate and change, um, schema to add, uh, you know, there's just so much that you can do with that content that helps everything. Yeah. And, and I, I've got lots to add there, but we'll be sec doing a whole section of that coming up here in this episode. So T totally super important. Um, and schema improvements. I mean, you know, we're always kind of looking for ways to improve your schema markup. Um, and what that means really depends on the site, I guess. I mean, sometimes it could be, you know, places where reviews maybe aren't marked up or products aren't being properly marked up and we catch it and find it or or new content is being developed and put on the site that hasn't been marked up that, you know, maybe, you know, there's room there to improve on. So, um, you know, that's sort of the gist of the organic side. Um, you know, there is title tag changes and, and things that like we've talked about that to death. If you've ever listened to the show, you've heard us talk about title <laughs> tags. So I won't go into details there, but. You know, the titles, med descriptions and content headings, all the, the little things as well. We're always tweaking those to try to get better results or um, uh, a lot of yeah. it is working with new content to add it. So we also covered it in an earlier chapter. So we did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Should be well filled out there. Um, anything else to add? No, I think that's sort of the the gist of the higher level stuff. Um, I will say and this is kind of covered in content as well in terms of adding media. 
you know, adding, just making things look good and keep them looking good. Um, super important. Awesome. The next part is local SEO. Now, uh, many of the listeners have small businesses that have a local take. They want to make sure they've got a good ranking on Google for uh, the Google local pack. Uh, they want to be showing up in mobile when someone types in uh, jewelry store nearby or whatever it might be, of course, you're selling. Now, that's, you know, we've talked quite a bit uh, in Chapter 4 on the local SEO. It was quite an extensive chapter, so I do recommend um, going back there and listening if you want to get a few more tips on optimizing, because really what you're doing is continuing to optimize your profile. And it, I know from the definition of optimize, it's not really possible. It's optimized once, it's done. Well, it doesn't really work that way. Uh, you want to be sure that you're constantly keeping your Google business profile updated uh, or whatever they're calling it now by the time you read this, because Google changes things so darn much. Um, so, you know, ensure that you are putting Google posts up, that you are changing your time, um, your hours of operation. That's been a huge thing recently. Again, it could have changed by the time you read this. It And I'll get to what you need to do to prevent that from being an issue. But uh, hours of operation are extremely important. Google wants to be sure that whatever you're providing in that data is accurate and that you're updating it regularly. Uh, it is, you know, how much of a reward is that in terms of rankings? Ah, there's no, I, I have no idea. Some of my friends uh, or colleagues in the industry probably look at that in, in greater detail and may have some sort of a quotient, but I doubt it's very reliable. It, it, what it comes down to is Google cares and it will have an impact. And this stuff all adds up. So make sure that's updated. Also, any for, uh, future holidays, the further you can forecast that and update your, your numbers and provide Google with that information, the better it's going to look. Uh, adding imagery on a regular basis. If you're not doing this already, uh, one tactic, and this is particularly important when you're in a really competitive area where it's really difficult to maintain or even attain a top ranking, is ask your staff on a rotating basis, maybe one staff each day of the week, takes a photo of the front of the office and the internal office and posts it, um, and, and just as a user, not as the owner, uh, not, you know, not as the profile, but as a, a genuine person visiting. Uh, there's no harm in that at all. In fact, it just helps. It just adds more more evidence that the business exists and that it's active. All fantastic signals that you want Google to see. Uh, and adds great content, too, for anyone who's considering going. I mean, be imaginative. You don't just have to take pictures of that. You could actually shake it up a bit. And if you're able to, depending on your business, maybe if it was a jeweler, you could take pictures of different jewelry you're seeing every day or a different piece, or uh, the front, uh, if there's a storm outside, or a rainbow, or something, and you can get a picture of the, the building with a rainbow in the background, and just, you know, have fun with it. It doesn't have to be a chore. Uh, I've seen, and I think I talked about this in another episode, or one of the chapters, it's all kind of blends together, but I went to a uh, outfitter, uh, uh, outdoor outfitter uh, in Parksville, I believe, on Vancouver Island here. Uh, while I was camping, I needed to get a better uh, sleeping bag. And when I went there beforehand, well, before I went there, I looked them up on Google uh, on Google, and noticed that they had no images. I was like, what the heck? 
<laughs> there was only a front their image of their front window. Like, okay, what the hell? And when I went there, I was even more gobsmacked because inside was beautiful. I mean, and they had so much stuff, great equipment, all high quality, really, really well laid out. Like a lot of care had been put into this. So I went through and took photos and added them myself and just said to the lady, I mean, you guys have to keep doing this, keep updating it. It's powerful. Great stuff here. And I would have totally made me more excited about showing up. Uh, it makes a difference. And the more accurate and updated it is, even better. And Google knows this. If Google knows it, it's going to have a, a positive impact. So yeah. keep that in mind. Uh, the other part, and I was saying that how things change all the time, make sure that you are monitoring the news on local. Uh, brightlocal.com is one of the tools we use. Um, and they have a newsletter. I believe you can sign up. It's free. And uh, just get that. And they're obviously trying to maintain uh, leadership in this in this vertical. So their newsletter is generally very accurate and up to date. They even refer to other uh, places that I go to get information. And, you know, they might be slightly behind when I've seen them on the other websites, but barely. Anyway, check out that, subscribe to it, and you'll get some great information for free and it will keep you up to date. They want you, they want their own clients to succeed and their clients are the ones who are receiving this as well. So, hey, if you can get in there free and, and benefit from that information, go for it. Um, other than that, it is pretty straightforward. Um, there are tons of little tricks and such that can help in really, really competitive markets. But if you just follow those basics, your local SEO profile will improve and, uh, you know, your results will accelerate. Thus, the section. Yeah. All right. Content creation. Scott, why don't you kick this off? Yeah. So, you know, I talked a little bit about content and now we're going to dive in a bit deeper here. Update your content often. No, not necessarily update. Sorry, I should rephrase that. Add new good content often. The content you currently have, you may want to update it periodically. Kind of depends on what your content is. If your content is product descriptions, you know, as your products evolve, you want to update that. Of course, if you're content is um, timely in any fashion, you'll probably want to update it. But sometimes you might have content that's pretty static or evergreen, and and that's great. And in that case, create more evergreen content, which is content that does not really rely on time. It's like always truthful. Um, these could be guides on how to do things or who knows. All there's, there's so many options for what evergreen content consists of. But um, create new evergreen content regularly. Create blog posts regularly. And do so, like I said, in line with what your competition is doing or better. Create it more often and better. Uh, see the types of content they're doing. Um, at Step Forth, we offer an authority building plan. And what that does is it, in short, it really gives you a, a detailed outline of the types of content that is working well for your competition and sort of gives you a, a you know, a schedule of sorts that, you know, create this piece on this month or this week or depending on uh, on the scale in your case. And follow that and create that content. Uh, and it's all proven content that you know will work because we can see maybe the content has links and rankings and, you know, we can see it performing really well for other people. So create the same types of content, um, which is great. Like, again, like, you know, the evergreen content, cornerstone content that includes articles and tutorials, um, 
supplemented with blog posts is awesome. Like Google loves that because then you've got this new content that's always coming through. You've got different areas. You're not just in a blog that's growing. You've got your, you know, your core sections of the site. Um, it's just, you just want to keep pumping out content no matter what you have planned. Fit in content. Don't tell your SEO, oh, we'll get to it later and then not ever get to it. Um, that never happens. It, yeah, no, or, or always. Maybe I think always is what you meant to say. Um, and again, we see it all the time when, when clients are really active in this content creation or they've hired us or hired someone else to create content regularly. It makes a big, big difference, especially long term, short term, not as much, but over the span of a year, multiple years, if you keep at it, it's huge. And then I've seen cases where clients stop putting out that content. Like there was one, I'm not going to say who they are, but we have this one client who, uh, they had a really active blog. It was doing fantastic. They were getting lots of traffic, and we could see the traffic entering the site through the blog and ending in sales. It was great. And then they stopped producing the blog content. They just stopped. And for years, and I nagged them constantly like, and showed them raw data that said, hey, your blog was doing this for you. Now that you're not doing it, that's died off. And you could, we could see the, the sales drop and they eventually just deleted the blog entirely. Like all the historical stuff, they got rid of it. And it's like, oh, I, what was left of my hair, I pulled out. It was just drove me crazy because it, it was provable and they still didn't do it. They stopped. So don't be that, you know, pump out that good content, qual, uh, quality over quantity for sure. Um, and, and definitely consider AI for that. And I'll let Ross talk more about the AI side of things because that's his baby right now, I think. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, this is such a big area and topic, as anyone probably realizes in this market. It's AI has become everything um, in terms of simplifying the content game. Um, I've mentioned before, and I mentioned again, don't just use AI by itself. Uh, don't just say, write an article for me about this. Boom. No, you, you have to add some volume to it. You have to, if you, even if you did do that, you take the final result and you change it pretty wildly. Like you, you would go in there and add your own ex- expertise, uh, change some of the, uh, points probably because they've, the system has dragged all that information from the internet and you don't want to be using stuff that may be incorrect or perhaps just not as, polished as you would like to say something uh just using it vanilla it doesn't look good uh one of the things i like to do with ai if i'm creating content is to preface the content with or or, or in the prompt put in parts of the content say create an article about uh maybe on the reasons why diy plumbing can backfire or, or ways that DIY plumbing can backfire, uh, include or, or cover these particular steps. I'm literally doing this on the fly, pardon me, but, uh, and just as a expert, expert plumber, put in your, in the steps, the issues that you see or the points of things that they see, um, being major backfires. Oh, anyway, uh, if you add some of that expertise while it's before it's being created, it's going to provide a better result and it's going to have yours, your expertise intertwined and it's going to be less difficult to optimize. Uh, now, one of the other things too is 
expanding or improving content. And Scott definitely touched on it, but uh, it's important too to consider and, and monitor your traffic. So if you've seen that a particular piece of content's done really, really, really well over the years, or perhaps just had a huge spike, but then dwindled, but you think it has legs, it's got the potential to continually bring in business or at least readers. Well, keep it updated. Um, as news comes in or as new techniques come in that were covered in the article, update it, refresh it. It will continue to provide. It won't necessarily have the same lift it did at the beginning, but with a little work, it can continue to, to perform. And you'll end up over time, if you keep monitoring this and building on existing content, you could have 20, 30, 100 different pieces of content you're maintaining that are killing it for you. I mean, they're just bringing in a ton of content. This is almost never done. It's a golden tip. So do consider that. And uh, nice thing about that, actually, you am going to think of it is, is you could put that content into AI and ask it to add additional points based on latest news. You'd have to use something that's current. Uh, for example, Gemini or what was once called BARD, Google is using existing content online. Maybe it can provide uh, some points from the latest news. Uh, again, I have no idea what the content's going to be about. I'm really, really just get, just spitballing here, but ensuring that whatever you put in there is up to date and useful and provides a, a true benefit to the article. You know, if it is good and you just might create more and more of this content that and much easier than you might have before. Uh, product guides, another great idea. Any kind of uh, annual uh, release of information like a benchmark report, a bench, maybe uh, you've done surveys and you've got some interesting statistics that you want to share and maybe you want to make that an annual thing. Those types of uh, Annual white papers can be extremely beneficial and it builds your authority. We've talked about authority before. That's really important. You have to prove you've earned the right to rank, and, and authority is a key component of that. Uh, and it's one of the suggestions we definitely would have had in an authority building plan. Uh, we often mention the white paper uh, tip and that idea. Uh, just, again, back to AI, you know, there are a lot of tools out there, a lot of tools uh, that are definitely not created equal. Be very careful. Use the heck out of it. We do. Uh, just be really, really careful with how well you vet the content and make sure it's something you'd be proud to post and you, you are certain isn't, uh, plagiarized. I'm certainly liking AI more and more and, and pushing it more and more. And there was a recent study by SEMrush, and they had this is February 2024, just depending on when you're listening to this. A recent study by SEMrush, and they had 700 end users compare two pieces of content, one that was human written and one that was AI written. And then they had a, a number of pieces to compare against. And in all examples, the human users preferred the AI written content. And this was blind. They didn't know it was AI written, but they chose that as their preferred piece of content. So, and we're still, as you might not know it, but we're still in the very early stages of AI and it's just going to get exponentially better in, I was going to say months, but maybe even weeks, maybe, maybe by tomorrow. Um, so if you're not using it to help you write, and if you're not using it to help you write, do it, try it, play with it. Um, it it's just incredible. Like I, I wasn't sold on it six months ago. 
and now I'm kind of sold on it. It's it's just crazy. It's so good. Yeah, and I know it, it is also one of the banes of Google's world. I mean, can you even imagine? I mean, I know there are people out there who are literally launching websites once a week at the very least that are 100% AI generated and their affiliate sites and they're, they're making a killing it's working. So (laughs) it's funny. Google's really being pressured to put this, this, this uh, technology out there because they have to keep ahead of everyone or at least in line with their competitors, but they're shooting themselves in the foot too, because hello, the more, the simpler it is to create content, the more headache they're going to have to deal with. How uh, far away do you think we are? Well, you plumbing is... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Example, since you already talked about that. From logging into a system and say, give me a plumbing website for a plumber in Victoria. Go. And AI just builds everything. Design, the content, 100% of the site optimized, ready to rank for related terms, just does it all, push of a button. I I, I feel like that's going to happen. Yeah. And I could see it soon. happening within a month. Yeah. Now, would it be ease on par with a person doing it by hand? No. <laughs> no. Well, that's going to take though. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But would it get by Google? Quite possibly. Uh, and and the, the concern I have is that that's going to cause – them to increase the standards they have for websites to ludicrous amounts that uh, 
could be prohibitive for, for small businesses. I, what yeah. does that mean? I don't have a clue. All I know is that it, it is, it, something's going to have to be done. And knowing Google, they won't do it in a way that will make it friendly for businesses. Uh, Isn't that the truth? Yeah. They'll just, they'll just hit everyone hard and you better suck it up and get working or fall behind. They do not have a very nice track record. So uh, it is a concern. And by the time you read this, uh, listen to this, it's quite likely that will have already started. Uh, I, I'm surprised it hasn't already. Uh, I think I saw a interesting quote. I, I should, I don't know the context behind this, but I, I'll note it anyway. Lily Ray, uh, one of our, our more vocal, uh, people and one of my more vocal colleagues, uh, said the other day that if you get hit hard by one of the algorithmic updates, you're going to be lucky to recover. That's mm. the way things are now. Uh, that's probably not a surprise, especially for a new website. I think new websites. Yeah, with no history. Yeah, I think they're going to have no luck. Zero getting back. People with a history that haven't changed hands, there's no obvious new owner of the domain, et cetera, et cetera, make a mistake. Maybe, and this is how I would like to see it work. <laughs> this is yeah. a good example of where Google may go completely the other way and just screw everyone. Um, I would like to see that you'd have a chance to get back because people make mistakes and you've already got a good track record, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I, I do think that, again, based on track records, those websites would come back later when Google finally relented. Uh, but will the business still be around? A lot of people base everything on the income they get from their websites. There's we have so much time. Like that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about link building. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. We're in Chapter 7 of the SEO 101 Learning Series, and we're talking about accelerating your results online. Now, we're on Section... Uh, well, there's no section. We're talking about link building. <laughs> <laughs> now, we did discuss this in Chapter 5. Uh, and which isn't too long ago, but it's worth noting that if you want to push for higher results more reg aggressively, then regular link building efforts are extremely valuable. So do keep in mind that you can't just sit on your laurels. You might have done a bit of link building back when you started and then thought, oh, that's expensive. I can't continue that. I get it. It's not cheap if it's done properly, uh, maybe in terms of time, maybe in terms of cost to having someone else do it, et cetera. There's many ways it could be expensive. Uh, but if you're an aggressively competitive market, it's just part of your life. You're going to have to continue doing it uh, unless I should definitely preface all this and put in a big uh, brackets here. Unless you're creating such exceptional content that you're naturally link building through link attraction. That's the goal. That's what we all want. We want to do so well with our writing that links are just created normally, naturally. So obviously target that first. Create great content. Maybe do a podcast. Do something that you can really excel at and talk about with your expertise and maximize the content you're getting out of that. And there are many ways to do that. But ensure that you are doing something to build links. They are, unfortunately, a major part of Google's algorithm from the very beginning. 
and it still is. Um, so do consider continuing it. And um, I don't know what else to add there, Scott. Do you think of anything else? You, you know, all I can really think of to add would be stuff that we've talked about in Chapter 5, like the types of link building and that sort of thing. But, right. yeah, I, you know, link building through content, I mean, it's kind of a dream. You don't see a lot of people being really successful doing it that way, but it happens. Like, really good content gets links. But I would say take that really good content and definitely promote it outside your site a little bit. Um, promote it with social media, assuming you've got active social media accounts. Um, you know, put notes about it maybe in um, your Google My Business account, maybe um, press releases about this content. I mean, it, it all depends mm-hmm. on what the content is. But marketing that content uh, externally from your site will help build those links, not only from your efforts, that you, the links you actually build yourself, but just getting more eyeballs on that content, and hopefully more people will share it. Um, and, of course, this has to be really well-written, thorough, detailed content that people want to share, um, maybe something with some sort of, um, controversy sometimes or, or, you know, really good tips or advice that people want or information, uh, interesting information. I mean, it's, it, it's hard to say what that content is, but it's not just whipping up a blog post at your lunch break. It's, you know, a lot of time and research. And then, you know, you can build links that way. And those are, like Ross said, those are gold. They, they don't get better. Those are the absolute best links you can get, I would say. Yeah. And, and being on the cutting edge in your, in your field is going to be a big help. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of our colleagues who are yeah. getting uh, traffic are getting it from their own colleagues, you know, um, and it's because they're keeping their blogs really, really timely, like lots of great content that's about what's happening right now with Google. And the only way to do that is be really vigilant and you know, read, read, read. A good example is actually, you know, sites like Search Engine Roundtable, seroundtable.com and Search Engine Land, because they're putting out so much content. It's timely. It's relevant. People want to read it. I guarantee they don't do any link building efforts because there's people like Ross and I in the podcast. We talk about them. We reference them. We Sometimes we'll blog about something news-oriented, and we'll add a link to them in our news uh, or in our blog. And it's sites like that. It's content like that that gets those free links and they don't have to think about link building, just putting out the good content that is industry specific, um, just naturally acquires those links. So, yeah. One thing that I should stress here, I'm going to do it again and again and again, links aren't about getting business directly. It's about showing and building your authority. That authority is added to your website and to yourself, but your website gets more authority, which can then be lent to attaining the rankings you want that do lead to business. It's not a direct uh, exchange. You're not getting a link and then getting tons of business. It is secondary. Uh, so that's good news. You can create links from whatever, create great content for your for other plumbers. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter, right? Um, if they're linking to you and, and they think you're a, a, a very relevant and a thought leader, that is going to help you get those results you want for targets that will get you more business. So it's, it's something that I have a hard time explaining to clients sometimes, or at least getting it through their heads so they actually absorb that and understand it and see the value. It is so important. All right, the next section is paid ad management. Now, ads are really important. Even if you get top rankings across the board, keep your ads going. 
there's no reason why not. If they're generating income for you, why stop? You're certainly not going to take away that, like that money is not going to stop coming in because you're number one in the, in the rankings. You might get a little less. You might have to pay a little less to get those, um, or less often, let's put it that way, to get that uh, business because people are going to your number one ranking. But rankings fluctuate. And if you don't advertise, your competitors will. So keep it up. Don't shut it down. Um, if it's a complete bleed and you're not making any money, well, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Uh, it's a very simple, simple one plus one system here. Uh, it's highly recommended that you continue doing paid ads. Now, I did. I know it's been an age since you've done any, uh, Scott, but you had a couple of points here you want to add? Yeah, it's... It's funny, like you said, a lot of people assume that they rank number one organically. They don't need the paid ad for that listing. But the reality is, like you said, your competition is going to be there for sure. If it's worth advertising for, somebody's already advertising for it. And you may be number one organically. And then if your competition is number one in the paid section, they're going to attract that click, not you. Um, and paid ads, it's so nice because not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, you can immediately see your ROI. Like SEO, it's really hard to see a direct connection with ROI sometimes. With paid ads, it's, you know, depending on what you're, like if you're selling individual items, you can see your sales, your exact dollar amounts associated with the clicks that you're getting. And it's really easy to track in a lot of cases. So if you're making money off of it, it really makes little sense to me to turn it off as long as you're turning a profit on it. Um, if you're not turning a profit on it, Seemingly, you might actually still be because you're you're building that brand awareness and um, there's sure. other value there, too. Right. So, you know, just think about next time you're on social media and you see that same ad for, I don't know, a car company over and over and over and over again. You've seen it a thousand times. Well, did you go out and buy a new Polestar? No, you probably didn't. A lot of people I know don't even know what a Polestar is. I barely know. But I see ads for them all the time. And so now I know what they are. Right. I've got that brand awareness. And if I go to buy a new electric car. I don't, maybe I'll check them out. I don't know. And it, you know, if you're selling $5 widgets, I haven't said widget in a long time. That brings back memories. But if you're selling $5 widgets, you know, brand awareness might not be the best bet in that case because you're spending a lot of money to get that. But if you have a higher ticket item, you know, you just get it in front of those people over and over and over again. And eventually, you know, you don't need a lot of sales to get that money back. So, uh, and it's, it can be hard to track that and see where it's exactly coming oh, from, which atrocious, especially yeah. today with, um, all the cookie rules and such, uh, it's made it very difficult. But, you know, if your acquisition cost is low enough compared to how much money you make off a client or a new, or a new buyer, then it's worth the risk. Uh, I know that Nathan, our paid ad manager, is a stickler for seeing where the money's coming from. And if he doesn't like where the money's coming from, there's not enough coming from it, he wants to shut down the campaign. And we're behind him on that because we don't want our clients spending money where it's useless, right? Yeah. But there are times where I've had arguments with them because I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, do we really know that this isn't building enough? Like if we do um, retargeting, like you were just mentioning, where, you know, you go to a person's website and then all of a sudden you start seeing them popping up everywhere. And I'm sure we've all dealt with that. Uh, there is a certain amount of, I don't know, it's like it drills into your brain a bit. And then when it's finally time to buy and it's finally time, I might go and go and see that brand and go, hmm, I've heard of that brand before. Yeah. <laughs> you see it on the shelf because of those ads, though. 
<laughs> yeah, you grab the one on the shelf from this spot because that's the ad you keep seeing, not the one to the left. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just how do you quantify that, and is it worth the money? It is very difficult, and honestly, we have a very difficult time suggesting it for that reason alone because we like to be tied to sales. And we often don't get the credit for those because we're showing what actually is converting into business. Uh, now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to suggest it. We're not selfish about it, but the fact is the client wants to see it as well. They want to see a connection. Uh, so, yeah, it's a long discussion, but that's the, the gist of it. Um, anyway, paid ads work, uh, not in every industry, and some industries don't even allow it. Uh and perhaps have restrictions on it based on, you know, like uh, doctors can only say certain things. Uh, uh, debt collectors can only say certain things. Everything's fairly regulated in those industries, and that may be for you as well. And those are a real headache to work with with ads. Uh, but, again, they can work, and there are ways that uh, to do it subtly as well to work around those. Uh, it's very difficult, though. All right. Next up is social media management. Wow. Prices vary so wildly for this market. It's astonishing. Uh, and understandably, uh, I've a number of times in the last 26 years, I've waded into providing social media management. And it's it's never been simple because everyone has a different expectation of what's going to be done different expectation of the price and how much work's being put in uh, and just how much you're going to engage on their behalf or not. It's, it's a bit of a headache. We do offer it now and uh, it's still a headache at times, but the results are there. So we see that it's worthwhile and we think that uh, clients in some cases need it. Now, uh, is social always a good idea? No. And you definitely have to pick your battles. There are certain platforms that are completely useless for some types of businesses. It depends on their demographics. It depends on their price point uh, and also their their region. Uh, well, I guess that's demographics too. But anyways, it is something to be carefully done. And when you do it, you have to consider a few things. One, uh, and this is something you would be doing in, as, in terms of accelerating results. You want to, we're just going to cover some of the basics here. Uh, after this, we'll get into some of the acceleration, but you want to ensure that whatever, again, whatever platforms you're working on, if someone else is doing the work for you, let's say you've hired us to do uh, content for you, are you paying the, the, uh, us to also engage on your behalf? I don't recommend that. I, I strongly recommend the business engage after a bit of training because there is a few things that they should know not to do um, and what to do but it's always better and more authentic when the actual business is the one that's replying to people's questions and concerns or comments of any kind you know just having someone else do it for you it works but it doesn't have the same flair and polish and sincerity uh, so consider that definitely a different cost point as well. If you have someone else doing it for you, creating the content as well as engagement, it's going to be more money. Uh, 
because there is more time and they have to monitor it. Do you need it done 24-7? Well, it's a whole different ballgame. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, some, sometimes you do, right? Uh, big brands certainly do. At some point, they'll be cost-effective for you just to bring it in-house. Although there are headaches <laughs> with more staff and et cetera, et cetera. We all know if we've had a business for a while, that could be like. Uh, all right. Now, in terms of acceleration, some of this is competitive analysis. I find it's very beneficial to look at what your competition is up to, the ones you know are succeeding. It's pretty easy to see who's succeeding in, in social. That's one of the benefits. You can see who has more interaction, positive interaction, let's say, uh, and maybe they're doing some interesting topics that you never even thought of. Maybe they have fantastic imagery. Uh, they're partnering with other social influencers. There's so many different ways that a competitor could be doing it. And these are also good ideas for you to get ahead of competitors. Uh, I mentioned it in one of our earlier chapters, but IntelliFluence, uh, it's, it's actually spelled as it sounds it's like influence, but IntelliInfluence. Uh, in, yeah, IntelliFluence. Anyway. It's, it's excellent. It's excellent. It's got some great resources. It's 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 designed for you to be able to connect with uh, leaders and influencers and engage them to help you with marketing. Uh, help you know they can push your brand and stuff. And and there are other platforms like that. That one's the one I recommend. But uh, there are quite a few, and it's. Uh, Worth looking into if you have the budget for it and you want to try something out. Maybe you want to make a real splash for the new product. Hey, why not? You know, test it out or at least look into the costs. Maybe a lot less than you expect. Uh, make sure you have a, a great social media calendar uh, that you populated it in advance, that you have the flexibility in that calendar to stay current on events. So that you update uh, your calendar as things happen because Currency is important, and I mean that in terms of current events. Make sure that you are up to date. <laughs> Nothing worse than posting something about it's recommended you do this when something just came out yesterday saying, absolutely don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about a backfire. Um, and then also try and do some cross-posting across social networks to get people to connect with you in different places. You can do that through contests. You can do that through um, – uh, simply just saying, hey, I, you, you've got to see this Instagram post we posted just now. It's doing so well. We've had over this. And, hey, did you know we've got over 100,000 followers there? Check it out. It's, it's We put a lot of work into it. And you can just have that sent to your Twitter account, which is barely used but is there, and on your Facebook account, which may have a lot of visitors, but maybe they're not paying attention to Instagram or TikTok perhaps. Or, yeah, there's so many different ways to get them intertwined. Not all people are going to be working on our paying attention to different profiles, but they do have uh, a certain amount of crossover, so why not take the advantage? Uh, man, use analytic tools. This is such a big topic, really. But use analytics tool to track and interpret the metrics from your work. Uh, there are too many to count out there. Hootsuite is a great one uh, for an all-round tool and um, success tracking tool. So do consider that. And also, I guess it goes without saying, there's a lot of social information about there about doing well with social media. 
There's lots of tips. <laughs> Don't guarantee you won't be pulled down a long rabbit hole of ads, but there's some really good stuff out there and we're not even scratching the surface here. So uh, we're SEOs, but social media does have some impact in terms of building that authority you need. Not necessarily an SEO, direct SEO relationship that can be proven right now, but certainly in terms of building authority, it is very important. And uh, we do recommend that you you do something with it. And whatever you do, be consistent. Otherwise, yep. it's pointless. It's completely pointless. It'll just look like you opened a store and then let it get all beat up and rusty. <laughs> it's just rain shackle. Yeah. Well. There's some metal ones out there, right? I, I, went to a st- I went to a store in the middle of nowhere one time, and I found pop that was faded. You could barely read it, and it expired 15 years before. So that was in the hey. Yukon. So don't do that in your social account. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Fenak, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com, where we have everything listed really it's really clean it's it's a a huge upgrade over the ones we've had in the past couple years so hope you checked it out and are enjoying it and we also love feedback so let me know if there's anything else we could do to improve those finally check out our facebook page Uh, just search seo 101 podcast on facebook and you can ask any questions you have about seo follow-ups to our learning series you name it and we are delighted to answer your questions on the show Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.